can't expect that everyone is as passionate about racing as we are. You can't expect that everyone is able to hear the silent call of the sea at 5am. Not everyone possesses the ability to smell the difference between rich and lean. Nor the ear to differentiate the bark of two cylinders from four. It would not be fair of us to assume that the world understands the yearning and overwhelming compulsion that we have to push through pain, angst, frustration and failure. Some people might not understand the desire to test physical limits, conquer fear, or to tangle with the forces of gravity and physics. But we don't make product for them. look to the future, but embrace our past. We study, we analyze, we race on Sunday so we can innovate on Monday. We exercise trial and error religiously. through our commitment to the pursuit of perfection. We learn. How to make products for the people that are capable of dedicating everything to sport. Whether there is a championship involved or not. Alpine stars, one goal, one vision. where it all started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Fly Racing USA, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. W Wheels USA, Moto Ice Wrap, Viral Goggle Brand, and Maxima USA make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. We'll start by bringing up the 250 podium first, the Geico Honda, Christian Craig. And uh, second place finish tonight, Adam Cincerell and Monster Energy, Rosary Kawasaki. 
And on the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Factory Racing, Zach Osborne. Start with Christian. Congratulations on the podium. Two rough weekends. I know to start the season, probably not happy about that, but a big bounce back right here. Joey Savacci, Cole Nichols went down that rhythm section. How difficult was that later in the race uh, with the ruts in the rhythm section? Yeah, the track was uh, was beat down, and this is kind of like the first round for me. Um, first two rounds were kind of garbage, and and uh, I was you know, I didn't even race last week, so. Um, Something to build off of. I, I wasn't the best. I, I wasn't, uh, you know, there's a lot of the best, better riders than me. And, and you know, Colt and, and Savachi and all of them were uh, ahead. And I got, I kind of got lucky with them with them falling. And um, But I'll take it. It's something to build off of. And finally got a race in my belt. Adam, congratulations. Thank you. It's good to be up here. Yes, sir. Uh, you won your heat race in Atlanta, which I'm sure was... A good step in building confidence, and then the second place tonight. How close are you to being at, you know, full strength? And maybe what's the missing piece that's holding you back from being at the next step of the podium? Uh, I, I think I'm at full strength now. Uh, you know, I had a good off season, and uh, for me, it's been three years since I've been competitive racing Supercross. So I think for me, it's just about time getting laps under my belt, getting starts under my belt, and. I think the first couple of races, even tonight a little bit, I think the first couple of races I was kind of riding not to lose instead of riding to win and not riding my capabilities, just kind of in my own head a little bit. But um, I think with time, that'll get better. And uh, I wasn't the greatest tonight. I didn't ride to my potential, I don't think. Um, there's a, you know, I got lucky as well with, with Joey crashing and, uh, you know, Colt was on me there as well. But uh, like Christian said, I'll take it and it's something to build off of, uh, you know, hopefully turn it into a couple wins and uh, be right there in the championship at the end. Zach, congratulations on another win. Thank you. Uh, I was paying attention pretty closely. The main seemed to start out pretty patient, and then right around the five-minute mark, five minutes in, Joey made the pass for the lead, and I, I noticed your intensity kind of rise. Was it to take a while to get going, or was that was there some like sense of urgency once he got in the lead? Um, well, I saw Fernandez was in the lead from the start, and I knew you know I was third, and I needed to kind of stay in contact with Joey there at the beginning because he was jumping the quad, and I hadn't jumped it all day, and. I kind of considered jumping it a couple times in the main and just never uh, never went for it. I don't really know why. Um, but they were banging on each other pretty hard, and I, I was kind of trying to figure myself out with the whoops, whether I wanted to jump or skim. And the jump thing was working pretty good, and I was kind of staying in contact, and they were still banging on each other. And then as soon as Joey made the pass, I knew he was going to make a run for it, you know, and I knew if he got, got that quad on me a couple times, it would be tough to beat him. So I tried to make the, I made a pretty hard pass on, on Ferenis and uh, and got into second and then kind of just rode my race to get back up to him and then uh, he made a big mistake on the on the dragon and I was able to capitalize and, and go away. All right, anybody got any questions? Uh, remember name and affiliation? Jimmy's got up. Right, get right Big MX Radio. Uh, for, for, for Christian, uh, obviously, like you mentioned, the first two are almost throwaway rounds for you. Uh, how do your goals change going from a overall season's uh, goals to a almost a week to week then? Yeah, um, after last weekend, not even getting to qualifier, hitting my head. So, um, you know, sitting down with my trainer, DV, and we talked, and it was just like, you know, let's just go race to race and go for podiums and go for wins. You know, it's, I'm out of the points chase now, and it's unfortunate because I've been working so hard. And um, to have two rounds like that is, is terrible. Um, I have no excuses. You know, I rode I rode bad and, and made mistakes. So, um, yeah, now it's just take it week by week and, and try to get better. And so it's uh, it's nice to start off with this, though. Uh, Christmas live motocross performance magazine. Uh, Zach, it's, you've been in the 215 class now, and it's been a while, it's been about 10 years, uh, to get you to that top set. What's changed in the past two seasons for you? We've really kind of seen you come into your own as a rider. Uh, what's changed for you these past two seasons to now land on the, on the top set two weeks in a row? Mainly confidence. I mean, it's just been a big building process. I was away from Supercross for five years in, in my young career, and um, this is my fifth season back, and that's sort of, you know, the real start of I feel like my Supercross career so um, just the last two years have been a big big building process for me and um, to get a win last weekend was was a big step and, and even the win at that in the outdoors was 
um, pretty big for me. So it's just it's just been. Uh, I mean, it took me a long time to get where I'm at, and I don't, I can't explain why it wasn't as successful as it maybe should have been or whatever in the beginning. But um, I'm just taking it day to day now and um, trying to carry the momentum that I've built in the last few weeks and just do my own thing. Steve Jefferson, of Philo Max. Adam, you had a few years ago here uh, the shoulder injury, and then you had a pretty hard crash in practice. Starting to have a little flashback from Toronto? Uh, no, I, I think I was a little bit more fragile back, back then, um, even when I crashed. Now, I've taken a couple crashes so far this season. Um, a couple of just, just weird things happened. I went down at uh, Minneapolis and, and again today in the whoops. I felt really good in the whoops, and Chris and I were both, we were talking about it earlier, we were hitting that right side, and I was trying to stay tough to the tough blocks as much as I could, and I just kind of slid, uh, slid into the main line and, and kind of high side of me. That's kind of the risk you take when you go in that fast. Um, but as far as my body and strength and all that, it, I feel like it's come a long way. And um, Even after that crash, I was kind of talking to the team. I was kind of stoked because, I mean, yeah, you get a little sore, bruise here, bruise there, but I feel uh, really strong, really solid. Um, I think that's kind of how you have to be to be competitive with these guys. And, um, you know, I'm glad I've gotten to that point. Uh, Chase Dallas, Rex. Uh, Kristen, any lingering effects from last weekend? No, um, had a lot of those questions in my head. Um, I was just dizzy at first, and, and the medics saw that, and you know they kind of called it right there to, to pull me. Um, I remember everything. It wasn't like I was I was unconscious. Um, yeah, just a bummer. Like the way I landed, uh, I landed face first and had a good little cut on my nose. And it's funny because I was finding those whoops all day, and that's kind of like my strong point. And then, you know, just one little mistake, and I ended up with my head. So, um, bummer for sure. Just the way I've been riding is so good, and, and uh, I, I belong up front. So, um, yeah. Mike Lantonovich with Transworld Motocross for Christian and Adam. They're in the middle to late stages of the main event. You guys are pretty much on your own. Dan, the leaders had a pretty good gap on you guys, and you're both just cruising. So, when you did finally get into the podium spots, did you change anything at all? Did you change the pace? Well, first of all, I, I locked up at about lap eight, and I rode I rode terrible. Um, but yeah, that's just me. Um, the track I haven't rode a track like that bad in a while, and, and so um, yeah, once I saw I was in third, um, I knew Colt was coming. He just came off a crash, and I saw him coming, and. I pretty much stayed the same speed. You know, nothing changed, and it wasn't the fastest, and it wasn't the slowest, just consistent, and rode my lines. So, um, yeah, I just, yeah, rode my laps out. I think for me, I, I tried adapting as, as the race went on. Uh, the track was breaking down, and it, it wasn't really working for me. I was struggling with my corners today, just kind of being able to turn down, especially uh, that that last rhythm lane, getting that three out of the corner clean and getting that next three, I, I struggled with that. And, uh, and when Colt was behind me, he was he was nailing that and, and pulling right up on me every time. So at a certain point, I just kept doing the same thing, and I was just going to ride that pace, and hopefully the guys behind me were going to get tired. That was kind of my game plan uh, at a certain point. But uh, you know, glad to. You know, I, Joey made a mistake. Not glad about that, but uh, you know, glad we ended up uh, second with. What I thought was a you know kind of a subpar performance. Back at Hard Thing MX Radio, Zach, uh, 12 hours ago you uh, leaped out to the, uh, the service out, out there and uh, charged that track, and by 12 hours later you're kind of picking your way through it. Uh, take us through kind of dissecting this track throughout the day because it really changed us how how you rode it. Yeah, I mean we could tell as soon as we went on the track walk that it was going to be uh, you know the way it was in, in the night show, just broken down and. Um, more of like a survival race than really ju- and jumping the jumps and making sure you clean every lap rather than um, burning burning heaters for 20 minutes. So um, for me, it, it was kind of just another day. Like it's it's gnarly at, at the tracks we ride with the 450 guys every day. It breaks down, and I think that that's really helped me this year with bike setup and confidence when it gets the worst, you know. Um, in the main, and I think that that's been one of the biggest benefits to being there. All right, guys, thank you. Congratulations.
All right, 450 podium. Start with a third place finish with his first podium. The RCA Joe Suzuki, Brock Tickle. And second on the night, Red Bull's KTM, uh, Red Bull KTM's Ryan Benji. And your winner, Monster Energy Kawasaki's Eli Tomac. Congratulations. Um, as far as the main event itself goes, you rode most of it alone. What were you thinking for about a 15-minute block there where you're pretty much gap in front of you, gap behind you, all by yourself? What was going through your mind? Yeah, you know, I just needed, I needed to focus on myself, and I knew that. I mean, I've been doing this uh, for a while now. But, um, yeah, I got off to a good start and knew I just needed to put in the laps I needed to. And the track was tough tonight. Uh, it was all about hitting your lines, jumping the jumps, and uh, staying smooth and uh, not panicking. So uh, for me, that's all I tried to focus on, and uh, it worked out. Uh, Ryan got around me, I think, five or six laps to go, and that honestly helped me a little bit get back in a little groove because I kind of tightened up there at the end. Ryan, a pretty hard fought second place. Uh, tough start there. I think you might have had to pass almost everybody tonight. Yeah. Early in the main event, was there a time when you were kind of in that cluster of guys and you had any kind of concern just based on the environment you found yourself in? Um, I think the only thing that ran through my head was um, obviously not to get ahead of myself and just, just try to pick off as many guys as I can. And um, I, I, I did not think I'd get to second by any means. You know, I, I was looking at it, I was like, man, this, it, but I just try to, put, put, you know, try to keep hitting my marks, not make any big mistakes. And I didn't, you know, for, for the most part, I hit my lines good. I, I, I rode good, I felt, and, and the bike felt good as well. Track really went, um, deteriorated pretty fast, but... Uh, you know, before I knew it, I found myself in fifth, and then there was Baggett, a couple guys made mistakes, and then there was Tickle, and so I just, it, it was nice to be able to, I was really happy with the night and the ride, it just would have been a little bit, the start, I, I wish I was was there, and, um, you know, to be up there with Eli and, and, and give him a good race, so, but overall, good night. Eli, congrats on the win, good start, got out front pretty early. Is there any point during the main event at all where you knew where Ryan was or were or glancing over to check in on his progress as he made his way through the field? Yeah, I <clears throat> I try to keep it out if I can. I mean, uh, you know, there's there's certain points where, yeah, you want to do your thing, but, uh, you know, it, it is good to, to eye guys and see where they're at um, just so you kind of know what kind of pace you can push if you, if you can, if you can raise the pace or, or not, or, you know, just to manage. So, um you know, I was just just trying to manage a good, safe lead and, and get through the night because uh, once again that was that was a gnarly track. All right, let's open it up. Michael Antonovich with Transworld Motorcross. This is for Brock. Around this point every year, you build and build and build, and we hit this point, and you hit your best point. Is that everything just kind of falls into stride? Is that coincidence? Do you feel, or do you think that the build? I mean, obviously, I don't want to. I don't want to say that's true, but I mean, it seems to happen. Uh, I had the best off season I've ever had, and put in a lot of work with the team, and made a lot of progress for myself and and the bike. So, felt like we came into A one like ready, and I didn't want to put pressure on myself, but I feel like I could be up here. I know a lot of guys are hurt right now, but I feel like it's realistic for myself to believe I should be up here. So. For me, it was a struggle, obviously, until now. But I mean, the start is where I've been slacking, and tonight, and tonight, I did all three starts, and I was there. So, just got to keep that going and uh, stay focused on myself and hit my marks every every single time I go to the track because I have the speed and I can do it. I feel like, and every weekend it's going to be a little different. This guy's track or this guy's track, so uh, it just depends on uh, how you feel on the weekend and taking advantage of it. Chris and Black Motocross Performance Magazine, uh, question for Brock as well. There was uh, some talk towards the end of last season or in the outwards, kind of maybe RCH, maybe not as a team, that the team might not, not be around this year. Uh, so what does it mean to you, though, to, to get your career best finish with this team that has stuck by you for for a good number of years now. Yeah, no, I've been with the team ever since uh, they started, so it's been awesome. We've made progress every year, and uh, it's been really good. I got I got two podiums last year in outdoors, and that was that was awesome. And then I got hurt, unfortunately, but uh, yeah, I mean the whole off season, like I said, it was the best we've ever had as a team, 
and we put in a lot of work, and finally now it's showing, and stoked and happy to be where I'm at. Uh, Brad Gebhardt, Big MX Radio. Uh, Eli and, and Ryan, uh, the race, the, the pole position was kind of dependent on that quad in the middle of that long rhythm section. Um, and then during the main event, depending on not jumping that and being smart about it, takes through that a little bit. Uh, I guess uh, for me, and I never did it in the main event, actually, the quad. Um, you know, I, I saw what uh, Savachi did. I seen where I was at. I felt like, you know, when I was, I was catching the guys, I was like, I'm, I'm gaining enough time on these guys to, to get to second, I see, by now. And then, you know, it, it just was so rutted. It, it wasn't worth it for me, I thought. But uh, I guess I don't know what yeah, – I didn't see what Eli was doing. But I tried to more hit the consistent line than, than chance it. You know, I, I felt like it was kind of a big risk to do it in the, in the main. Yeah, in, in the main, it, it was it was broke down. And, uh, shoot, I, I think I did it once or twice, and that was about it. Um, you know, there was even some times where I was literally doubling through that whole section because uh, even <clears throat> the jump before that, just getting over the tabletop and landing a double, you know, if you overshot it, you'd land in the ruts, and I even had a spill there in practice. So um, that that was a tough one, you know. It seemed like if you could get to that that quad, you know, you could. it was there. It was almost tougher to uh, to do the, the double and the triple before it. Jim Holly Race Day Live. I want to ask uh, the questions for Ryan Dungey and Eli Tomac, both of you. We see each and every weekend different starts from you guys. Uh, Ryan got the start last week and this week, you know, been back. The weekend before, we saw the same thing from Eli. I'm just wondering what you guys are doing different. I don't see the consistency that I've seen before. Yeah, I don't, I, for me, I'm, I'm not quite sure. Uh, Dallas wasn't a great start, and neither was tonight. Last week was good. Um, you know, uh, on the gate, you know, I could, you know, you, you, you see all the, uh, where everybody's at, who's got a good line. Uh, Eli's was, was, had a really good gate for sure. And, and so did I. I went inside a little bit more than I expected and, or wanted to, but I was like at the gate, the, after the gate, it was better. And I knew I had to get the power to the ground, and, and I did, and I, I, I got too far forward, and, and I spun. Um, you know, it's just, it's just, I mean, it, the things are happening so quick, and it's more instinct than it is actually like, taking yourself through it. It's kind of what you taught yourself to do and just a little too much clutch, a little too much weight forward can, and, and you know, sadly it's the difference from uh, a whole shot and, you know, and, and way back in the pack, you know. So, yeah, they've been a little inconsistent, so I'll try to clean those up for sure. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, going to the start, I mean, you know, it, some of it can just be from your qualifying times and your heat races. If you get that, you know, that good gate pick for the rut, uh, you know, and then and then after that, you got to go out there and just execute the start and do it. So um, it, it's tough, you know. Uh, just, I, so sometimes it doesn't matter if you, you know, win your heat race, or sometimes it, it, it does matter, you know, because a lot of those gates will be messed up. Right, yeah, we're at Big MX for Brock Tickle. Brock uh, sitting in second place, probably a lot of things to think about while you're there by yourself. And uh, up comes uh, the number one machine. What was going through your head there when you had about five seconds on the guy? You know, I was trying to focus on myself and hit the lines that I needed to. I felt like in certain areas of the track I was pretty good, and then other areas of the track I kind of struggled. And like I said, I knew – I saw I saw Blake, too, behind him, so I knew I needed to go if he was going to get around me. And Ryan made the pass down the mechanics area. And it honestly, like I said, helped me get in the flow. I've catched on, caught on to some of his lines, and uh, yeah, it helped me there finish out the finish out the main and not struggle where I was struggling earlier. Uh, Chase Dallas, Rex, this is for all three. Uh, entering the weekend, I think five of eight rounds, uh, the leader, eventual winner, has led every lap. Are starts more important this year? And if so, why? I would say starts are. I mean, yes, they're important. Um, it, I, I don't know. It's just the class is so competitive. If a guy does get a whole shot, you know, and you're stuck in eighth or ninth, you know, he can make the run away, and he's got ten seconds on you, you know, before halfway, and and a lot of times it's it's over by then. So, um, yeah, I would say because it's so competitive, you can't just literally go through everyone and expect to make the run to the front. So, um, I would just say it's everyone's so fast and so good now. It's tough to do it. I would agree, and um, just being able to get up front, hit your lines, hit your marks, not not have anybody in front of you to you know to to, 
to get roosted or sprayed. So it's just you just get out front and go, and and that's that's the best scenario. So. I mean, you can look at results from last week, and you can answer that yourself. I feel like last week I rode the worst I've rode just because I got a bad start. I mean, I got 14th, and I tried. And tonight I get a good start, and I put myself in a position to ride like myself, and that's uh, that's what it comes down to. I mean, all of us from, I think, qualifying, I don't know about tonight, but every weekend from 3rd, 4th to 14th is one second. So that on the track is... If you're out front running running like I was tonight, it's easy. But if you're in the back worrying about the guy behind you, the guy in front of you trying to pass this guy, trying to pass that guy, you can't really do what you want to. So uh, definitely it was a lot easier to get up front and uh, put in some laps that uh, I felt like I was comfortable doing. This is down there. Right on, man. I appreciate it. Hey, this is Zach Cummins from Phoenix Racing Co. You're listening to the Big MX Radio Show. We're going to commercial. We'll be right back. Justified Cultures is the kind of apparel from the moment you put it on makes you feel like it was made just for you. Quality, comfortable apparel designed for and inspired by the live what you love lifestyle. Woven throughout the moto, desert, skate, and surf culture of Justified is the desire to celebrate human achievement, to inspire and create a modern lifestyle brand reflecting today's generation. Zach Commons, Matty Jesse, Phoenix Racing Co., Dominique Daffay, Cody Matichuk, and John Short are just a few athletes who don Justified Cultures clothing. Passion needed a clothing line to speak to the way that it lived each day. So, we created Justified Cultures. Navigate justifiedcultures.com to easily view over 40 individual styles to help you make a statement every time you step outside. As presenting sponsor to Big MX Radio, lock in promo code BIGMX17 when checking out at justifiedcultures.com to receive 30% off your Justified Cultures clothing. Express your lifestyle with Justified Cultures. Live what you love. This is a test of your racersindex.com awareness. This was a test to see if you're ready to be found at racersindex.com. Supercross and Arena Cross are coming up. Now is the time to secure your position on a team. Mechanics, models, riders, flaggers, team owners, production specialists, anything related to racing. Be found at racersindex.com. Click it for your ticket to be found and become part of the racing industry. Racersindex.com, your ultimate race production resource. Visit racersindex.com now. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with Oats and Bran. Oats and Bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's D-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now, and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples, and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website, you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys we're building wheels for. Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, they are not told whose wheels are whose. They just build amazing product. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to WBYAUSA.com today. WUSA, all things wheels. Hey, Big MX fans. Thanks for listening to this podcast and hope you're enjoying it. I want you guys to head on over to TractionMX.com. TractionMX is the place to get your seat covers for any bike that you have, whether it be a Husqvarna, 
Kawasaki, Suzuki, Yamaha, KTM, you name it. These guys have a great seat cover for you. They're durable, they're flashy, they're eye-catching, and they're one-of-a-kind. The reason why they're one-of-a-kind is because you design your own. You pick the fabrics, you pick the ribs, you pick the everything all the way down to the stitching uh, color that they use on the seat cover itself. Traction MX is your one-stop shop to set your bike apart from the herd 110%. These seat covers start at just $69.95 American, and uh, the average turnaround is a one to two weeks. One to two weeks from now, you could have a bike that's looking completely different than it does right now. So head on over to TractionMX.com, start shopping, start designing, and make something special like for you today. Going viral with Viral Brand. Viral Brand is setting its sights on being one of the leading brands in the extreme sports market. From supercross to snowcross and snowboarding, and everything in between. Viral Brand is working hard to not only bring you premium products, quality eyewear, and killer style, but award-winning support with every sport. Head on over to theviralbrand.com and get tinted lenses clear lenses, 10-pack of tear-offs, and goggle bag for only $59.99. Viral brand products are available in the U.S., Canada, and Australia, and used exclusively by the Barn Pros Racing MX Home Depot Yamaha team for the 2017 season. Go viral with the Viral brand. Hey guys, Bill's Pipes is back, and that means the return of legendary performance. Two strokes, check. Four strokes, check. Since 1974, they've been tuning power at its finest for motocross racers, off-road racers, you name it. For you two-stroke lovers, the MX2 Bill's Pipe exhaust system is flat out the right choice to make. Nickel, works, and the brand new cone look is the right system for the job. When it comes to four strokes, Bill's Pipes brings the RE13 to decimate the field anywhere, anytime. So if you want the same pipe used by Billy Leninovich, Sean Collier, Vicky Golden, and the entire Barn Pros Home Depot Yamaha team, head over to Bill'sPipes.com today and never settle. Hey, this is Adam with Vexy MX, and you're listening to the Big MX Podcast Radio Show. Hey, this is Alex Ray. I don't know if, why you're listening to Brad's podcast, but I'll be back on soon. Hey, this is Zach Cummins. All you hosers, quit listening to Nickelback and jump on over to the Big MX Radio Show. Hey, guys, this is Kate Clayson, and not only do I blow uh, Alex Ray's doors off in the track, but I do it at K1 speed, too. Big MX Post Race interviews here with Eli Tomac. Eli, uh, let's be honest, you make it look easy out there, but uh, the track was gnarly. Um, what, where was the spots that you were uh, you were really consistent out there? Where was the toughest spot to stay consistent? Um, I felt like, you know, the, the good part for me was, was the last half, which would be after the whoops, mm-hmm. after the big set of whoops, I should say, yeah. you know, through the sand, um, through the... Through the, the, the flat track. turns, the dragon, you know, I felt like all the way till there. I felt like the the tough part of the track would have been uh, would be the the long rhythm lane, you know, just getting through that and then through the big set of whoops. So that was by far the hardest hardest uh, part of the track. Um, was able to to nail the big line a few times early on, um, but after that it was just managing and, and trying to stay on two wheels. You know, there's there was getting ruts that that could have you know pulled you around and. I haven't had a little spill in there in practice, so uh, what just exactly try to keep happened? it clean. What exactly just, happened with the just lost traction on the front end? Or? For a practice crash? Yeah. Just cross-rutted, overshot the first double, mm. cross-rutted. It was a pretty dork move, <laughs> but uh, it's good to, get it, good to get it out of the way, for sure, before the, before the races. Made up points on uh, on Marvin, quite a few, I might add, uh, but uh, but only three on, on the Dunge. Um, basically, like, were you a little bit disappointed to see that the guy was able to, to make it through, or did you expect it of him? Uh, expected of him, you know, I think, um, you know, you, it's all I can do is, is go and try to win. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was he was a little bit buried, but he was able to do it and come through the pack. You know, I did it last week. He probably thought he was going to get a few more points on me last week too, and I came to second. So there you go. Um, I don't know. All I can do is try to win now. Fair enough, man. Uh, obviously, we're still very early in the Supercross season, but uh, when do you forecast to start uh, changing your focus to uh, to outdoors and twisting the throttle in a whole different way? 
Um, I think normal moto, kind of moto moto, somewhere around Seattle, so somewhere in April. Okay. Um, that's usually when you throw a day of MX in there. Um, you know, we're we're still in the thick of Supercross mode right now, though. Fair enough. Uh, how does uh, Eli Tomac have fun riding his motorcycle on, on the weekend or during the week? During the week, <clears throat> I'm just at home in Colorado. Yeah. I enjoy it. I enjoy doing my own thing. Um, you know, people can say, oh, he doesn't ride with anyone, but I don't. I honestly don't care. You might be throwing sweet whips and doing wheelies all the time. Yeah. I don't know that. Yeah, maybe I am. <laughs> um, but I'm just at home. Yeah. This week, it, we got stormed out, but I went and rode in the sand wash, and yeah. it worked. Fair enough. Well, keep it going, my friend. I really appreciate the time, and uh, best of luck the rest of the year. All right, thanks. Cool, man. Cool. Take it easy. Thanks, Steve. Yep. Post-race interviews here with a not-so-frustrated-anymore Christian. How's it going, buddy? Good. Greg. It's nice to uh, not so be, not have a dark cloud over my over my head and, yeah. and put a race together, finally. It only took three rounds, but uh, yeah, to get a podium with some luck on my side. Obviously, I didn't ride my best, but uh, I'll take it and something to build off of. No kidding. Did you, uh, with any type of voodoo to get that, uh, the... Your cloud to slide on over to the 17 machine, or what was that all about? The guy, he was pushing that that rhythm section when he probably shouldn't have. Yeah, I don't know what went on with that, but um, I rode like crap, and I, I just stayed consistent. People were hanging it out on a tough track, and obviously it showed. People went down, and it got really chewed up, and um, yeah, dark clouds hopefully gone for good. You know, um, first two weeks were terrible, um, so... Yeah, like I said, something to finally start showing. I, I, I can be there and be up front with these guys, and and uh, you know I expect I, I still expect a lot more out of myself. I expect to be up with there with with Zach, obviously, to win, and uh, yeah, I'm hoping to get some of those this year. Sounds cliche, but uh, could we uh, imagine that the, this is the first round and see how things would work out um, uh, throughout the rest of the rounds? Yeah, if you had two throwaway rounds, it'd be nice to restart. But uh, this does feel like my first round. Uh, my, you know, in Minneapolis, I, I don't remember the race because I rode so bad. It, mm. it, it was all just a blur. Um, so when I was out there and I was in third, I was like, it, I had those jitters, you know, first race jitters. So. I kind of got those out of the way now, but uh, it only took three rounds, so that's nice. How's the, how's the 48 machine uh, feeling lately? Good. Um, I struggled a little bit in, in practice with some with some suspension. Um, we worked on it every practice, and it got better. But I, I still put to, put together good times, and I've been I've been up there every week with qualifying, and then in in the heat race, I've been up there. So um, I have the speed. It's just now I got to bring it to the main event where it counts. Jumped out there early in all three practices, just twisting the throttle, styling, all that fun stuff. Uh, what's the, the game plan in all that? Uh, the game plan as far as uh, just going out there and, and blasting the laps off? Uh, well, that was, that was DV plan, DV's plan. Um, after the first round, I used to always start last and, and just make my way around and then and then put in some laps. But after DV saw that, he got pissed and, and was like, you're starting first from now on. You'd be the first one out there. So. Mm comfortable for you or not um it's not but you know in the race i get that same feeling where you're you're not comfortable at all you don't get that so you kind of get those those that tightness out of the way in practice and then me and zach kind of go back and forth you so it's, battling. yeah it's fun um untimed yeah it's pretty funny but um that's just something to do and, yeah. and you're competitive in every practice no matter what Fair enough, man. Well, I appreciate the time. We got they're going to shut the lights off on us here. So uh, you, you you get going, and uh, well, good luck the rest of the rounds. Thanks. Cool. Bienvenue, uh, um, Big MX Radio podcast here with Dylan Fernandez. Dylan, um, pretty aggressive guy out there early in the race, and uh, you're making a little bit of a name for yourself in that fashion. Takes a little bit away through uh, the day that was and the uh, a top five finish. Yeah, um, was a um, was a good night for me. Uh, I learned. Uh, Everything is new for me. It's really important that I say this because, like, it's really hard. I come from the World Championship and I fight last two two years for the title, mm-hmm. and so I got the speed, I got the experience. But here in in Supercross, everything is so different. If you, you even if I, you can be the best rider in the world in Supercross, you have to to learn so much on a race. It's crazy. Everything is different in training, and yeah. So step by step, I'm, I, I make my way, and 
Minneapolis was good. Was my first race, a lot of pressure. Right. Everything was new. Last week I I, I made my first lap in leading, and uh, in a in main event I crashed, and my bike was my bike was destroyed. But so it was not a good night. But I ran a lot, and this weekend again I learned so much. I I win my first week, so it was unbelievable for me to win my first hit, hit and I, I really fight for it and the main was uh, was crazy I got the all shot so it was so good and I make my first lap in the main event in a, in a, in, a, in first position so it was really good and uh, and yeah I start to battle with the other guy uh, I think uh, for sure I, for, for the American people I, I'm nobody because I never ride supercross before so they don't know me And uh, but I think they they don't know that I come from GP and I have uh, some experience and I don't I don't I don't leave my uh, my beautiful home country for for don't fight for the win so for sure I push really hard in the main for for stay in front I had some some good battle with uh, Savagi and uh, and uh, yes Savagi at, at the beginning and after when uh, Savagi knows one passed me I had a small crash because I, I really push maybe a little bit too much for first try to keep on the front and uh, but yeah I'm learning and uh, it's difficult when you're leading a main event and to try to say okay just podium can be good uh, keep it easy now for sure oh, you're excited you're yeah you, yeah it. exactly you want to go for it so that's why I, I make it so I'm learning and after after my crash I ride more more easy and was was also good uh, I, I come back on to five, fifth position so it was good I don't think anyone can fault a young <coughs> I don't think anyone can fault a young man about being excited and, uh, and fighting for his position um, it, it seems like uh, you, you, you uh, because these, like you're, these guys are unfamiliar to you, you're unfamiliar to them. Uh, that allows you to, to just kind of do your thing and ride how how, how you know how. Uh, although you you mentioned that you do need to lear, learn a lot, and, and everybody does. Um, does that allow like the unfamiliarity with the riders specifically? Does that allow you to kind of just ride every race everyone the same? Uh, repeat, please. I don't. Like, the fact the fact that you don't you're not super familiar with all the riders does that allow them you to kind of ap- approach them all the same like you're not really reading name bars or anything like that like you're not you're not intimidated by anybody you're not going easy on anybody like you know what I mean? Uh, I think I know what you mean and I'm not sure but yeah for sure for sure the older guy have so much season in the in the league they they know the, the perfectly the series and. And they all all have a podium and win in a duty before. So for sure, for me, I'm the newcomer. So maybe they they think I'm uh, I'm not good. I'm not. Uh, I mean, uh, I will not fight for the win. So for sure, maybe that was that was that was a bit a bit surprised. For sure. Um, when you got into the lead at the beginning, there was that uh, a spike of the heart rate, or was it a calming thing because you're you're out front and doing your thing. <laughs> uh, if more in the heat race, uh, my heart rate was really too high. So, so f- because uh, the, the heat race really helped me, helped me to, to get more calm for the main. So for the main, honestly, I was I was okay for the for, for the road, but my I, I pushed really hard and I got a little bit arm pump, and uh, I think that that killed me. I, I I was pushing a little bit too much. Uh, what do you miss most about home? What is that? What do you miss most about home? <laughs> my in France? Yeah. The food, <laughs> the food, and. Uh, I think the 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 lifestyle of people yeah. like for me it's normal and here I, I mean here in USA the lifestyle is much different uh, the people attitude is really different and uh, and where I come from. Yeah, you even speak French to you, uh, French Canadian anyway. I try, I try, but no, I don't, didn't find so much people who speak uh, speak speak French. So yeah, it is our second language after. Oh. Ah, yeah, yeah, it's our second <laughs> language. Okay. The, the two official languages yeah. in Canada. But uh, I appreciate the time. Congratulations on the heat race and uh, best of luck the rest of the season. Yeah, thank you very much. Cool. Thanks. Solid bike. <coughs> what's the um, what's Big MX post race interviews here with Colt Nichols. Colt, not the uh, not the same as last weekend, but still rode awesome throughout the night. Got yourself a heat race win, I believe. Was that your first heat race win? Yeah. First first heat race win. Congratulations on that. Um, but you rode hard and consistent and seemed to be one of the only guys that was good at riding hard consistently does that make sense yeah actually i mean it does for this track it was tough man it was very very tough to hit your lines and uh and we've been working hard during the week the fitness is still improving um from where i feel like we can get it to but i was just trying to be aggressive you know trying to hit my marks do what we needed to do uh during the main event i felt like we were doing that just made my own mistake i maybe should have been a little more patient 
but uh, you know I've been following Adam for five or six laps, and I was ready to make the move and felt like I could have kept progressing, but yeah. that's okay. Small uh, yeah, small mistake got me, but that's all right. I mean, I'm happy with the way we rode. Just uh, clean up that mistake. I feel like we could have been second place guy tonight, so that's okay. Safe to say that uh, you being a uh, underdog or a uh, uh, flying under the radar is now not a thing. You, they all know about you. They're 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 aware of your speed. Uh, how do you take the next step forward and um, get get a podium with purpose? Uh, honestly, I think it's just putting myself in a position. Um, you know, before being an underdog, if you get a start or you're running up front, it's like, well, I mean, he might not be there for long type deal. Sure. I, I want to make my name, uh, you know, a, a proven thing here in, the, yeah. in this class get and make it. And be like, the race is over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, that's what I want. And uh, we're, we're working to get there. I mean, this is tough, though. All these guys are professionals and they're good at what they do. So, um, you know, it's going to take a lot of work, a lot of effort, but really just put myself in a position and capitalizing on that and uh, I, I want to win one of these damn things you know I feel like we're getting close to it we're making a lot of progress uh, in a very very short amount of time we've only had really you know a month two months uh, to really get into this thing so once we get a little more time a little more preparation uh, these races each weekend are helping me build and uh, man, I think we're going to be alright but uh, I'm looking forward to when I can stand on the top step of that podium and I really feel like there's not a weekend where I should be off the podium you know I feel like I was a podium guy tonight and uh, just made no mistake but that's okay we'll get there you found a way to jump that long rhythm section six different ways during the main event, including your crash. Yeah. Um, what was so tricky about that? And uh, I also noticed that the the landing of the triple, like you went, you guys went like table, or you went over table, then three. Mm-hmm. The landing of that was a lot less risky during the uh, during the night show. Yeah. Um, like, do you feel that that was like kind of helpful, or do you kind of hinder the fact that the few, there's a few of you, very few of you, in the 250 class that actually had that in their back pocket consistently? Yeah, actually, I, in practice, we eyed it up, and uh, I think I was the first one to jump it in practice, and after that, I was like, I feel like I can do that uh, consistently. Some guys struggle with seat bouncing, and I, yeah. I feel like I'm pretty decent at that, so uh, yeah, during the main event, um, I was actually able to, to jump it a few times, and I don't know if many other guys did, but I was able to get it, and then I actually jumped on the last lap uh, trying to pass Christian. But, yeah, that, that rhythm was tricky, man. You had to really be on your toes. There were so many ruts, and they were so deep, and if you got in the wrong one, you know, it caused you not to triple or quad or do whatever you needed to do. So that was, that was a, a tough track. The whole track was – it's been the most difficult track we've had so far, but I – was a big fan of. I wasn't a big fan of the first two, so this track was fun, man. Big open track, and uh, I'm looking forward to next weekend too. For sure, man. The fitness is clearly there. The fact that you had as much time as you did off prior to this season, like six weeks, it would set back a lot of guys to the point where um, they might not be able to do these motos hard all the way to the end, including that the main event. But you're just mentioning that you were ch- charging towards a podium spot on the last lap after a crash. After most of the guys would have their themselves blow up, their heart rate would go through the roof. Yeah. Um, um, how do you settle yourself down and continue to have that type of uh, level of fitness? Because that's irregular in the sport. Oh, very much so. But I, I think it's just confidence, honestly. Okay, uh, because most of the guys, you know, you get into a point, especially if you're in a podium and, you know, you're kind of still iffy on what you're doing or you haven't got a podium or whatever, it's kind of hard to push yourself through that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for me, once I got to that point, especially during all these main events, I feel like I've been able to push all the way through to the last lap. And I just feel like that's why I should where I really should be, you know, is uh, is up on the podium. And if I'm not there, I'll do anything I can to get there. So the fitness is good, though, man. I started training with Gareth Swanepoel this year, and uh, he's been awesome, man. He's really been helping me out a lot, and we're trying to get my body figured out. And the best things for me, everyone reacts a little different to everything. So uh, we're getting there. Like I said, we're making progress, and we really have only got to ride proper Supercross and get a lot of training in the past literally two and a half weeks. So uh, we get a little more time under our belt, we're going to be okay. Fair enough, Ben. Well, I really appreciate the time. Uh, I know you got a ton of great sponsors. Uh, give those guys some love for me, and I'll let you run away. Yeah, no doubt. The whole Star Racing Yamaha team, they've been really just, I mean, beyond awesome. Uh, Yamaha, Yamalube, FMF, Toyota Vescondido, uh, Rockstar, uh, Dunlop. I mean, just everyone that helps out the team, man. It's been a, a big group effort, and uh, I'm, more, I'm just beyond pumped with the people I have behind me. Fair enough. Can I have your jersey? 100%. <laughs> Perfect. Let's do it. I'll talk to you later, man. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Cool. Let's go. No doubt about it. Big MX Post Race interviews here with none other than the 20 machine of Brock Tickle. Uh, Brock, I uh, could be totally mistaken, but this might be the first podium for yourself, TSX, TCX Boots, and uh, VX, yeah, MX. So uh, speak to that a little bit, and then uh, then we'll talk a little bit about the race. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, stoked on it. I mean, I feel like I put myself in the position 
to do well tonight. I got a good start, and that's what I've been struggling with is being consistent with my starts. And I feel like my heat races and semis have been pretty good. Yeah. I've had a couple good runs, but I haven't done it in the main event. And tonight I put myself in the position to, to ride to my capabilities and not worry about everybody else. And back when you get a bad start, it's tough not to worry about the guys beside you. Guys next, I guess it's a cluster. Flying. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So for me, it was uh, good to do it. I, by by no means was it easy, but it was a lot easier than than battling and fighting yourself to hold the whole 20 laps. So for me, it was awesome to get up there, kind of ride my own lines, and kind of feel the flow like I knew during the week. One could argue that last weekend you fought just as hard for 14th place, and uh, I was mentioning to uh, the person I was sitting next to that uh, I'm pretty sure that guy didn't end up in the lead lap uh, on the last weekend, and now he's he's, in, he's on the podium. Um, that that's a no small feat. But the fact is, is like those starts, they're important, and you you put yourself in the right position. And once, uh, once Dungey was behind you, he, he was making up time. Where did you feel like you had, like you were really consistent out there? Um, I kind of felt like in the whoops I was pretty strong. Basically, from the whoops to the finish line, I felt pretty good. And then from the finish line to the, the long rhythm section, I felt like Dungey was better. Mm-hmm. So like on the tra- after the whoops to the finish, I felt like I was a strong, maybe just as strong or stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I picked up on his line over there on the far side. And after the finish. And then, uh, yeah, it was it was just managed control at that time. I saw Blaggett had made a snake, yeah. and that kind of helped me relax a little bit too. So totally. I felt like the way the track was tonight, you had to you had to hit your marks. You couldn't rush it, and you needed to just ride ride in your comfort zone. You couldn't push it too far over. The track was slippery. It was that rhythm section was tough. I mean, that really made it. Were you tough guys down on the concrete? Uh, down in the first corner, we were in the concrete. Down yeah. before the finish line, we were down in the concrete. Yeah. And uh, it looked like I think right there, the mechanics area too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, so it was, uh, the track was tough tonight, and uh, tonight the lap times were closer to a minute, but if it would have been short, like weeks yeah. prior, it would have really been tough out there with 26 laps. For sure. Every single race this this evening came down to the the leader coming across the finish line with less than 10 seconds to go on that clock, so you guys got a, a few extra laps out there, all things considered. Um, does that play, in, like, obviously your fitness is on point, but does that kind of, like, play on you a little bit? No, I think, I think uh, for me, it's just nice to know where I'm at, like to know when I hit halfway. I got halfway on the pit board and I was like, I got this. And then I saw the guys behind me, so I kind of, I just knew I just needed to keep riding like I know how to and hit the marks and ride smooth. And it's it's tough to do that whenever people are coming at you. But a 450 has a lot of power and the track's slippery, and uh, so you have to be smart and ride smooth. Ride smooth. Perfect. And you got a ton of these to do tonight. Appreciate the time, my friend. Yeah, Best of luck. I appreciate it.